Let's get started. Today's daf is uh, Megillah Daf Yodalid. Good morning, everybody. Today's shir is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children, and it is also sponsored by. Just give me a moment. It is also sponsored by Ariel Jaidel for Rufur Shlema, for Rachel Malka Bas Tsurtel Shendel Shishlev Rufur Shlema. So we thank both sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So we are holding on Megillah Daf Yud Gimel and Beis in the last line of the page on Daf Yud Gimel and Beis. So we're first going to discuss that Achashverosh uh, gave Haman all the money necessary to carry out his evil plot, and we're going to talk about how Achashverosh also wanted to destroy the Jewish people, and then we're going to discuss how the removal of the uh, of the ring from Achashverosh was uh, was more uh, did more to get the Jewish people to do tshuva than all of the Nevi'im and all of the Nevi'os throughout history. The Gemara is going to talk about why it is that we do not recite Hallel on Purim. We're going to have three different reasons why we don't recite Hallel on Purim and then the majority of the daf is going to go through the Nevi'im and the Nevi'os. Were there really only 48 Nevi'im and how do I know that the seven women that were identified as Nevi'os in fact were Nevi'os? We're going to tell a detailed story about Avigail and then the Gemara is going to talk about why Yoshio Melech didn't just consult Yermiyah Yoanavi, and instead went to uh, went to Chulda to consult her. Uh, as uh, after all, Yemiyoh Navi was the leading Navi of the time. The Gemara is going to discuss how uh, Yuhara is not good for uh, for women. That uh, and we we learn that from Chulda and from Devora. So the majority the majority of the daf is about the Nevi'im and mostly the Nevi'os really uh, that we're going to discuss in in daf Yudal today. So let's begin Yud Gimel and Bey's last line on the page. That you have the money, now go do what you want to the people. Tosos points out that we have an interesting gematria over here. The little Tosos, gematria da kesef, aloha eights. Ramaz lo love. That the gematria of a kesef is a eights, that it's a remez, that he's going to be hanged on the uh, on the eights. So I'm Rabbi Abba, Mashal da Haman the Ma'adav Doma. What's the Mashal da Hasherish and Haman? It's like the Shnei Bene Adam, the one of them has this useless mound of dirt in his in his field, and the other one has a ditch in his field that ruins the entire field. So the one who has the ditch in his field thinks, I need to really buy myself some dirt so I can fill in this ditch. I would pay good money for uh, for some dirt. And the one who has the extra dirt in his field, the pile, the mound of dirt in his field will say, I, I, I wish I could have uh, someone that could take this dirt off of my hands to fill in some sort of uh, ditch that they might have in their field, and I'd be willing to pay for the carting off of all of this dirt. So the Yamnis Dav One day they meet each other and they start schmoozing with each other. The Balcharitz will tell the Balatel will tell the owner of the mound, "Can you sell me your mound?" What do you mean sell? You should just take it from me. I don't need it. I don't need this tell. I need to get rid of it. So uh, it's interesting the Achronim discuss, why is it that that's the mashal, that Achashverosh views Klal Yisrael as a tell, and Haman views Klal Yisrael as a charitz. So in the Sefer Anaf Yosef, he says because they both hated the Jewish people, but in different ways. By Achashverosh, the Jewish people were uh, were people of uh, prestige, and people that he was jealous of, because they were so great, and therefore, he didn't want anyone else to be chashav aside from himself. He was uh, he was always uh, you know, uh, uh, paranoid schizophrenic, he was always concerned that 
that other people were trying to outdo him and that were so he didn't want anyone else to be chashuv like him. So uh, the the Jewish people were like a tel gavoa. They were like this high mound as far as he was concerned, and that bothered him. By Haman, Haman looked down at the Jewish people. There were uh, there were low lives in Haman's eyes. He was mezalzel in the Jewish people. So for him, it was a, it was a charitz. It was a ditch. It was something that was beneath the surface, and that's why we understand that he didn't want to do anything to Mordechai because he knew that Mordechai was a Yehudi and it's beneath him to deal with someone like that, to deal with someone who's so beneath him. The Chasam Sofer Alatorin Parshas Tetzave says a little differently. He says Rachashverosh by Rachashverosh the Jewish people were like a tell because he wanted to destroy Klal Yisrael by elevating them, by lifting them up, and he wanted to ruin Klal Yisrael by causing them to uh, to assimilate, and that's why he makes a big party and he gives Klal he gives them all the food and everything that they would that they would ever want. That was his strategy to destroy Klal Yisrael. Haman wanted to destroy Klal Yisrael by knocking them down. We've seen our enemies use both strategies throughout history, and those were the two strategies that were employed by Achashverosh and by Haman, and that's why it's the Tel and the Charitz. Says the uh, Gemara further now, seven lines into the page, Vyasa Melech Tabato, that the king removed his signet ring. Amr Rabbi Abba Barkana, Gedola Asaras Tabas, Yosem Yarbam, Mushman Nuvim, Mushavin Nuvim, Shavlan Yisrael, that the impact of that Asaras Tabas, of that decree, was greater than the impact of all 48 Nuvim and 7 Nuvim that were misnave to Klal Yisrael and were telling us to do tshuva all that time. Shekulun lo zirim lemutav. None of them were as successful in getting us to do tshuva. Vilu asaras tabas exerasul lemutav. But Achashverosh takes off that tabas and it's maxul lemutav, and all of a sudden we're all interested in doing tshuva. So now we're going to discuss this idea that there are forty-eight neviim and seven nevios. Tan rabbanon arba'im mushvan neviim seven nevios nusavlam liyisrael. There are forty-eight neviim and seven nevios nevios that were nesnave for klal yisrael. Lo paschu v'lo siru al mashkas and they didn't detract nor add to anything that it says in the Torah, chutz mi mikra megillah, except for mikra megillah, that was the only addition that they made to the Torah. We already learned uh, earlier, all the way back on Daf Beis, that menatzvich, that the Nevi'im were mesakin menatzvich, the, the sofei osios, and the Gemara said, what do you mean the Nevi'im were mechadish? Ein navi rasha lechadish davar. A navi is not allowed to add mitzvahs to the Torah, so the Gemara over here is highlighting that with all of the Nevi'im, they didn't add anything to the Torah, except for mikra Megillah. The only thing is, the Yun Yaakov points out, it doesn't just say they didn't add, it also says they didn't subtract anything from the Torah. Chutz Mikra Megillah. Why does it say they didn't subtract? Mikra Megillah is not a subtraction. Mikra Megillah is an addition. It's not a subtraction at all. So the Yun Yaakov suggests that by being Masaki Mikra Megillah, those days of, of Purim became Asr in Hespid and Tainus as well. And uh, as days that are Asr in Hespid and Tainus, so uh, it's subtracting the, uh, the ability to do Hespid and Tainus. And in that sense, it is a subtraction from that which it says in the uh, in the Torah. So uh, the in the Ben Yoyada he says, I don't know. It's uh, there's no mitzvah to fast on these days. Hesped is also not a mitzvah in the Torah. So they didn't really subtract from what it says in the Torah. So the Eun Yaakov says, yeah, yeah, but let's say you had a person who took a neder to take a tainus. A neder is a chiyuv in Torah. Now he's not going to be able to take a tainus on Purim because they were misakin. In that sense, pischu. In that sense, they also subtracted from what it says in the uh, in the Torah. So, the, but but even just the the very comment that they didn't add or subtract anything from what it says in the Torah, except for Mikra Megillah. 
Is that really true? Uh, the Rashi raises the question. What about Ner Chanukah? They, uh, they certainly were Masaki Ner Chanukah as well. So Rashi says, yeah, yeah, but uh, there were no Nevi'im around in the times of Ner Chanukah. But Bime Mordechai, there were still Nevi'im. So we're saying in the days of the Nevi'im, they didn't add anything to the Torah except for Mikra Megillah. The Ran raises the, the same question, but he broadens the question. He says, forget about Ner Chanukah. There are all sorts of Takanos and Yisurim Drabanan. Right? We have a Dinim Drabanan all over the place. So what do you mean? They didn't add or subtract anything to to the Torah. So he says, all that the Chacham were masakin is always a siogla Torah. It's always a geder to prevent us from violating Navera. That always has a smach min Torah, because the Pazit says, Ushmartim is mishmarti, asu mishmeris l'mishmarti, that we're always supposed to add on extra protection so that we don't come to to violate the mitzvah Torah. But Mikra Megillah is a takona of, an, of, of, of a mitzvah. So that's what we're saying, that they didn't add any new mitzvah that has nothing to do with anything it says in the Torah. It's just a brand new mitzvah, that they didn't do, except for Mikra, Mikra Megillah. So the Sfasema says, I don't know, is that really true? Chum, we're not masakin any mitzvahs. Uh, they, uh, they are masakin mitzvahs every, every once in a while. They're masakin mitzvah of Onek Shabbos, Midivri Kabbalah, that's from the Nevi'im. That's not from the from the Torah. So it's, it's not a Geder or a Siag, it's a mitzvah, a mitzvah of Onek Shabbos, Sfasema says. So Sfasema says, the Chum certainly are masakin many mitzvahs. What the Bryson means to say is that the mitzvah of Mikra Megillah is the only one that is as opposed to other mitzvos, I means the only one that makes it into Tanakh. The Rashash explains that Ein Navi Rashi Lechadish Dov means Al Yidei Nevu of Ruach Hakodesh. But to be Mesakin and to be Gozer Gzeros, just like the Chamar Mesakin and Gozer Gzeros, certainly a Navi is allowed to do as well. Meaning a Navi is a Chacham Plus. So if Chacham are allowed to make Takanos and Chacham are allowed to make Gzeros, Neviim are also allowed to make Takanos and make Gzeros. The other thing is they're not supposed to do it Al Yidei Ruach Hakodesh. They're not supposed to do it al yidei their nevuah they're only supposed to do it al yidei their yidiyas hatorah their uh, their knowledge of the torah that's the that's what's supposed to be the driving force behind uh, behind their uh, their their institution of uh, of of uh, of of uh, of of, of, of and gzeros okay so the uh, so the the uh, brisa continues so we said that only mikra megillah my darush uh, the gemara continues rather what was the drasha that they made to add mikra megillah that if when one is uh, goes from Avdus to Cheros, we sing Shira like we see by uh, by by uh, by Yitzias Mitzrayim. So certainly, uh, when we sing Shira Aliyam, so certainly when one goes Mimisa Lachayim, of course one is going to sing Shira. So Ihachi Halal Nami Neimas says Marvel Shira Shira should be Halal. So why don't we say Halal? Why is it that there's only Mikra Megillah? Why isn't there a mitzvah of Halal on Purim? So says Mar three answers. Number one, the Fishay Norm Halal Neishem. You don't say halal on a nes that occurs in chutzlaritz. In fact, the Gemara Tzias Mitzrayim the nesh of chutzlaritz echiamrin in Shira Tzias Mitzrayim happened in chutzlaritz, and yet we sang Shira and we say halal over Tzias Mitzrayim. And the Gemara Kedatanya Achlo Nichli Yisrael Laaretz Huchshu Kalaratzos Lo Mashira Mishnichli Yisrael Laaretz Lo Huchshu Kalaratzos Lo Mashira. Yeah, it's true. We don't say halal on nesh of chutzlaritz. That's only once we entered Eretz Yisrael. But prior to entering Eretz Yisrael, like in the story of Tzias Mitzrayim, you can say halal even on a but the story of Purim was after Yoshua brought us into Eretz Yisrael. So mainly we're not going to say Halal on Nesha B'chutzlaritz. So that's answer number one. Why do we say Halal on Purim? Answer number one, because it's a Nesha B'chutzlaritz. We don't say Halal on a Nesha B'chutzlaritz. Answer number two, Rav Nachum Namar, Kriyasa Zu Halila. That when we do Mikra Megillah, that is the Kiyum of Halal. That actually uh, reading the Megillah is a Kiyum of, of saying Halal. And Rav Amar, Rav says, Bishlam Ahasam Halal Luavdei Hashem Luavdei Paro. How could we say Halal? 
I understand very well by Mitzrayim that uh, that we did, we were distinguished from uh, the, from the Mitzrayim because we were Avdei Hashem and we're no longer Avdei Paro. How could we uh, we praise Hashem for being uh, for no longer being subjugated by any foreign king? We're still Avdei Achashverosh. At the end of the Purim story, guess who the king was? It was still Achashverosh. So you can't say hello for something like that. So says the Gemara. Bein l'rava, bein l'rava Nachman, kashava, tiny Wait a second. According to Rav and Rav Nachman, it sounds like they're unsatisfied with the first answer. The Gemara gave three answers. Rav was answer number three. Rav Nachman was answer number two. Sounds like none of them except answer number one. Answer number one was that we don't say well, What, do they deny that there's such a thing? That you don't say So answer Gemara. No, they hold that that's true, that you don't say but that's only when Kal Yisrael was in Eretz Yisrael. Once Golos Bavel happened, the original rules ca- came back, that you were allowed to say Hallel on Neshav Chutzar. It's just like you, that we were allowed to say Hallel when it came to uh, when, it, when it came to the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So that's why uh, they do accept the rule, but they modify the rule that once we go into Golos Bavel, we no longer have the right to uh, to say Hallel. So the, uh, the, is there enough Gemina between these different reasons as to why it is that we don't say Hallel? So the Iri suggests a very important nafkamina is what if a person doesn't have a Megillah? Would you then say Hallel? So if you hold that the primary reason we don't say Hallel is because Kriyas is Lila, that when you read the Megillah that's the Kiyum of Hallel, so what if you don't have a Megillah? Meaning that's suggesting that there really is a Chiyum of Hallel, it's just that we uh, we fulfill it through Mikra Megillah, but if you don't have a Megillah, then you should read Hallel. But if you say, Akati Avdei Achashver and therefore we're not going to say Hallel, there's no Hallel, so then you shouldn't say Hallel at all on Purim. Says the Me'iri, of all the three answers, the one I like the best is that Kriyasa Zuelila, and therefore probably you should say Halal if you don't have a Megillah. Me'iri on his own just decides that of the three answers, that's the best answer, and he says, and therefore Nafkamina uh, Lameisa, that a person should say Halal. So the Chida in Berke Yosef quotes this, and he says, the Stimas Divrei is not that way, is that you never say Halal on Purim, because Rava is the one that said the second reason, that Akati Avdei Achashver Shanan that we're still the Avadim of, uh, or the third reason rather, that we're still Avadim of Achashverosh, and according to that third reason, that we're still Avadim of Achashverosh, then it wouldn't make sense to say Halal at all, and we always pass them like Rava, because Rava is the Basra. That's how the Chida writes in Birka Yosef against the Mi'iri, and he says, especially according to the Gears of the Rif and the Ran, that they're Goris Maskifla Rava, that Rava raises this as a question, that Rava's saying as a Kasha on the previous reason, that why do you need to say that Kriyas Without that, you wouldn't say Halal on Purim. Because So if that's your gear, so then it's a maskif la rava, and the Gemara never answers the kasha. So that means to tell you certainly that we're, we're going to paskin like rava. In Shari Chuva, on the page of the Mishnah Bruins, in Tabri Sadi Gimel, Sivkatan Gimel, he quotes the Chida, and he says that Afal uh, Pikain, if you don't have a Megillah to read from, you should, you should say Halal without a bracha, um, and, uh, and, and uh, just say it like your Kori Betehillim. And he says that even if you have a Chumash that you're able to read the Megillah from, but you don't have a proper Megillah, everyone agrees you're not in the midst of Mikra Megillah when you read from a Chumash, so you should still say Halal without a Bracha, without a Bracha, just to be safe, but say Halal without a Bracha. So essentially we have three Shitos. You have the Shit of the Me'iri, that absent the Megillah, you say Halal fully, you really say Halal. You have the Shit of the Chidah, that uh, no way, we, we were never Misakin Halal. The Gemara is discussing why we were never Misakin Halal on Purim, but of course we were never Misakin Halal on Purim. And then you have 
the Shari Tshuva that takes sort of a uh, more safe position that if you don't have a Megillah, so do Halal without a Bracha as if you're being Kore from Tehillim. However, in the Tshuva Shiva Sion, he says, no, even to read it without a Bracha is not so Pasha. Anyone who says, Hal B'chal Yomaz Kim Mechari from Megadev, the Gemara in Shabbos Kuf says, it's not a no-loss proposition to just say Halal even without a Bracha. You're not allowed to, this is uh, the crux of the issue about saying Halal in Yom Atzmud. It's not, it's not one of those issues where you say, ah, what do you have to lose? You, you probably either have to say it or you're not allowed to say it, right? Those are probably the two options, right? So the uh, it's not just a what do you have to lose issue, because uh, if you say halal b'chol yom, if you say halal when it's not necessary to say, so it's mecharif umegadif. There's a tshuva in the Minchas Yitzchak that Dayan Weiss has where he's asked about, and what if Purim falls out on Shabbos? So when Purim falls out on Shabbos, we don't read Megillah on Shabbos, so should we say halal in such a case? I mean, forget about someone who doesn't have Megillah. Let's say you have Megillah, but it's Shabbos, so you're not going to... So we learned back in Davdala that when Purim falls on Shabbos, you're supposed be Shaul bin Yom on that Shabbos. Okay, good, but what about saying saying Halal? So he suggests that it's totally in the two reasons that we gave as to why it is that we don't do Megillah on Shabbos. That either because uh, we're Shem Yavrenu Dalar Amos Rishasram, so if that's the case, Shem Yavrenu Dalar Amos Rishasram, sounds like there really is a mitzvah on uh, on Shabbos. We're just afraid that you're going to violate a more severe Avera, so therefore we tell you not to do the mitzvah. So if that's the case, then maybe Yutaka should do Halal on, uh, on, on Shabbos. But if you say that uh, that the, the reason is not because of uh, Shemi Yavirenu, but it's that a name Shalaniyim, that the Aniyim look forward to Mikra Megillah, so you don't want to have anything on Shabbos that, that's going to replace Mikra Megillah because we dafka need Mikra Megillah on a different day when the Aniyim have what to uh, have what to look forward to. In the Tshuvah Zivrei Yatsiv, uh, the, uh, the, the, he quotes a Maril, in, in our Chaim Simresh Adivav, he quotes a Maril, that if there's a Mila on Purim, we do the Mila before Mikra Megillah, and he says it could be that the reason is because we're coming la'afuke mishitas Rav Nachman, the world's that Mikra Megillah is b'makom halal, like the Miri says, according to Rav Nachman, that you know, when you don't say Megillah, you read, you, you, when you don't read Megillah, you say halal, because uh, halal, we pass in halal, be mafsik at all, between Shmon Asrei and halal. So we dafka make the hefsik then, and we do the Mila before Kriyasa Megillah to show that we don't pass like Rav Nachman, meaning, what uh, Kleisenberger is pointing out in Shubat is that there's another, Nafka it's not only would you uh, would you say halal when you don't have a megillah. Nafkamina is when do you do a bris milah in shul? That if you hold mikra megillah is a kiyum in halal, so you can't be mafsik between the shemun esrei and your kiyum in halal. But if you hold mikra megillah is not a kiyum in halal, mikra megillah is a separate kiyum, so then you can do a bris milah during that time. That's what Maril says that we do a bris milah during that time to tell me that we don't paskin like Rav Nachman, a fascinating uh, nafkamina. So says Gemara now, second very wide line on Yadal Ramral. The Suleka is that uh, are there really only forty eight uh <clears throat> Nevi'im that Klal Yisrael had vaksiv, but doesn't pasuk say vayishachad minar amasayim tzofim, and the Gemara assumes ramasayim is a lashon of masayim. It's a lashon of two hundred, even though it's a totally different word. Echon mi masayim tzofim shen snavelem liYisrael. This is one of the two hundred nevi'im that were misnave for Klal Yisrael. So you see, there were two hundred nevi'im, not just forty-eight nevi'im. And so Gemara mahavatu vavu. No, no, there were plenty of nevi'im. Kedanya harbi nevi'im amdum liYisrael kiflaim kiyotim mitzrayim. There were way more than two hundred also. There were kiflaim kiyotim mitzrayim. There were one point. 
1.2 million Nevi'im. That only a Nevo'ah that was Hutzchol Adoros ended up being written down. A Nevo'ah that was not Hutzchol Adoros did not get written down. Rabbi Shomer Nachmani Amar Adam Haba Mishte Ramel Shetzof Azuazu. No, you know what Haram Messiah means? It means a person who comes from the, from an area where there were two mountains where you can see from one mountain top to the other. Rabbi Chanan Amar Adam Haba Mibnei Adam Sha'omdim Beruma Shalolam. It's a person who descends from people whose location is Berumo Shalolam in a certain heightened, elevated spot in the world. Umaninu, who are the people that stand on an elevated spot? B'nei Korach. It's the children of Korach, Tachsiv, or B'nei Korach Lameisu. B'nei Korach did not die. Tanu Mishum Rabbeinu, Makum Nispatsu Lem Why did they not die? Because when the ground opened up and they fell in, that there was a, an elevated spot in Gehenim, like a ledge that they're standing on in Gehenim. The Gemara Mbassu says that, uh, that every year when the world goes around to a certain place, you can hear the B'nei Korach still saying, Moshe Ames Visarasa Ames, so the B'nei Korach didn't die, they're there, and that's their, that's their life sentence, uh, to be standing on that spot in Gehenim. And there were seven Nevios for Kal Yisrael. So this is going to be the, the bulk of today's daf. Who are these seven women, these seven special Nevios? So Sarah, Miriam, Dvaruchan, Avigail, Chuldav, Esther. There's your list. So we're going to go through one by one. Sarah, Duchsev, Avimilka, Aviyischa. That she's, that, that it says, Avimilka, Aviyaschha. So, but Yaschha is Sarah. Vamra, Yitzchak, Yaschha, Zu, Sarah. The Yaschha is Sarah. Vlama, Nikra, Shema, Yaschha. Why is she called Yaschha? Shasachsa, Beruach HaKodesh. Because she was able to see. It's a lashon of being able to see, of being able to have uh, such a vision that she saw Beruach HaKodesh. That's why she's called Yiska. Shenemar, Kolash, Tomar, Elecha, Sarah, Shema Bukola. That Avram Avinu was told that whatever Sarah tells you, Shema Bukola. One of my, uh, I forgot who it was, but someone when my son got married, my, my daughter-in-law's Hebrew name is Sarah. So someone said, this is the one guiding light of your whole life. Kolash, Tomar, Sarah, Shema Bukola. That's, uh, that's the rule. That's what you have to do. So, uh, so Davracher, Yaska, Shakol, Yiska, Shakol, Sochid, Biyofia. The Yiska means that everyone looks at her beauty. She was such a beautiful woman. So, uh, she was, a, one, one version is that she was a Nevia, and that's what it was, that she had a higher level of Rocha Kodesh and Avram Avinu, and he had to listen to her. And the other is that she was beautiful. Miriam, the second of the Nevios, Tuchsiv, Vatikach, Miriam, and Nevia, Achos, Aaron. So, Velo, Achos, Moshe, what? It calls her the Nevia, Miriam, and Nevia, the sister of Aaron. You know, that sees, that's like burying the lead over here, right? If you're a sister of Moshe Rabbeinu, you don't go around saying, I'm a sister of Aaron. You know, you'd be, you'd be uh, showing off that you're a sister of Moshe Rabbeinu. How come the, the Torah calls her Achos Aaron? She was already in Avia before Moshe was born, when she was only Achos Aaron, when, the, when, the, when Moshe wasn't born yet. And she said, that my mother's going to give birth to a son who's going to save Klal Yisrael. When Moshe Rabbeinu was born, the whole house filled with light. So her father came and kissed her on her head. So this again is Davyomi coincidence is what we just read about in yesterday's parsha, right? So her father comes and kisses her on, on her head. That look at that, look at that. We we have this very special child that was born, and it looks like he has tremendous potential. So He says, "Wow, your nevuah was fulfilled." But once he was thrown into the ar, her father came and tapped her on the head as if to show disappointment. Where's your nevuah now that we have to give him up? We have to put him in the yar. That's what the Pasuk means when it says that she stood from a distance to know. Because she knew that a nevuah had to come true. She just wanted to see how a Kaddish Baruch Hu was going to make it happen. So that's the story of Miriam being a nevuah at a very, very young age.
Devara, how do I know Devara was a Nevi'ah? Dechsivu Devara Isha Nevi'ah, Eishah Slapidos. says explicitly, she was an Isha Nevi'ah, Eishah Slapidos. My Eishah Slapidos, what does it mean? The wife of Lapidos. Shaisa Osa Psilos Lemigdash, that she we used to make the wicks for the base of Migdash. Vyosheves Tachas Tomer, and she sat under a Tomer. Maishna Tachas Tomer, why Dafka under a Tomer? Amrab Shimon of Shalom Ishum Yichud. It was because of a concern of Yichud. As uh, Tosas points out, Kishabane Labene Solomishmat, people who come to her for judgment. So she didn't want to be in violation of Yichud by being alone with two men who were uh, coming to her to, to judge a case. So she had to be in the outdoors where uh, where there's not going to be a violation of Yichud. Or another interpretation is that just like a Tamar only has a Levechud, just like a date palm only has a Levechud, only has one heart, so too a Klav Yisrael in that generation only had a Levechud Laviyam Shemashmaim. In Hilchaz Yichud and Ebenezer and Simul Chavvei Sivtes Shulchan Aruch says that a bias that's Pischa Pasuach Lurishas Rabim there's no issue of uh, of Yichud. It's a Gemara at the end of Masechus uh, Kiddushin that Pesach Pasuach Lurishas Rabim is a heter for Yichud, but there is a big discussion in Poskim what the gather of Pesach Pasuach Lurishas Rabim is. The base mayor is quoted in Chuva in in, in it writes in the Chuva to Rabbi Kivager that's uh, printed in the Chuvas Rabbi Kivager's Chelik Aleph Simon Kuf and Rabbi Kivager himself in Simon Kuf Aleph over there in his response to the base mayor and the base Shlomo also in Chelik Aleph Simon Memches say that any time the the door is uh, is is closed even though it's not locked uh, even if uh, you're afraid that someone might come in without uh, without asking Rishus and they might just barge in like one of the Bnei Abayis who doesn't have to knock when they could just walk in Afal Pikein there's an issue Yichud that's not called Pesach Pasuach the heter is only when it's Pesach Pasuach Mamish, when the door is Mamish opened to the Rosh Hashanah. In the Tshuva's Binyan Sion, he says that it's very hard to, to uh, save yourself from Nisri Yichud, a lot of times even unwittingly, that uh, sometimes uh, a maid is going to come into a room and the Balabayas is there alone, so uh, there's no way that you could always keep the doors open, especially during the winter time, where it's freezing cold if you leave the, the door open, the Balabayas is always going to be over in Nisri Yichud. So according to that, says the Beish Shlomo, even if the door is mamish open to Rosh Hashram, there's not going to be a heter unless it's a cheder that's samach to Rosh Hashram, unless it's a room that people who are passing by are going to be able to see in. But it's also to be misyachid in any other room in the house, even when you have a Pesach Pesuach to Rosh Hashram. However, Rabbeinu Yonah writes in Sefer year that Yichud is dafka when it's closed with some sort of lock. So it sounds like when it's not locked, then there's not going to be an Isra of Yichud. That's what the Mabit and the Radvaz writes in the name of uh, the Rashba and the Tshuva, that as long as it's not locked, even though the Delis is uh, is closed, you're still afraid someone might walk in, and therefore it's not going to be a problem of uh, of, of, of Yichud. So uh, Chazanish says that even if you know that no one's going to come in, since you don't, uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, it's still going to be mutter, because Amos Rabbim love that by nature you're just afraid that uh, that someone might might come in, even though you don't have anyone in particular that you think might come in. So what does this have to do with our sugya? The Tshuva's Binyan Sion says we have a riot from our sugya, like the base mayor and Rabbi, and Rabbi Kivegar that are machmir, that there's no heter of Pesel Pesuach unless people walking by in the Rosh Hashanah are actually able to see inside. Because in our Sugi we say, she was sat under a Tomer. Why under a Tomer? Because of Yichud. Rashi says, because it's a very high tree and therefore it doesn't provide too much shade, so no one is able to be misyachid with her uh, like, in a, like in a house. But if you say that a Delis Neula is called Yichud, but short of being locked, it's not going to be an issue of Yichud, why does she need to be under a Tomer? Let her go under any tree. There are no locks by trees, right? Let her be under any tree, even if it does block off the 
sight of, uh, of everybody else. No big deal if it blocks off everybody's sight. Uh, there's no lock. Anyone could get right through the branches. Elamai, you see, like that first sheet that it's still in the suyichud, so long as the uh, as as the door is not is not uh, wide open. Rav Moshe has a funny tshuva in Hilchos uh, Yichud where Rav Moshe writes that, uh, that that if it's a time of day where if someone knocks on the door, you would have to answer the door because it would be, uh, you know, you'd be expected to answer the door, then even if the door is locked, maybe it's not an Yisri Yichud. That's a very, very great Chiddush, an incredible Kula. Rav Moshe has, in his Chuvas about Yichud, he has one unbelievable Kula and one unbelievable Chumrah. By unbelievable means not widely accepted by anybody else, meaning people do not believe it. Uh, the the, uh, the unbelievable uh, Kula that he has when it comes is is uh, this one that even if the door is locked, sometimes it could save you from uh, from yichud. I can just ask if everyone can mute. Let me see if I can do it. Um, that uh, that that even if the door is locked, they could save you from yichud. And the unbelievable chumra that he has in ilchus yichud is yichud in a car. Rav Moshe writes that when it comes to yichud in a uh, in a car, that even if it's uh, if it's uh, broad daylight, it's it's it could be a problem of yichud in the, in a car because you could always turn off into a place. Where uh, where it's going to be more private, and therefore he holds that it's still in this sort of uh, that that it's still in this sort of yichud. That lechor is a very big chiddush also because if you're uh, if you if you're right now in a place where people can see you, so uh, you can always turn off into somewhere else. You can always go somewhere else, travel somewhere else. But this yichud pashtos is defined by where you are right now. Anyway, vaiter in the Gemara, Chana is the next neviya. Chana duchsevat spal Chana v'tomer olat sleep v'Hashem Rama karni v'Hashem Rama karni v'lo Rama Pachi, that she says Rama Karni, a Karen and not a Pach. What's the difference between a Karen and a Pach? That Dovin and Shlomo, who uh, who had their were anointed with a Karen, so their Malchus extended. Whereas Shaul the Yehu Shnimshchu Bepach, the Meshicha of Shaul and Yehu happened with a Pach, with a jug, and not with a Karen. Lo Nimshchu Malchusan, their Malchus didn't extend. Ain Kadosh Kashem ki Ain Biltecha, Chana said. So I'm Ravidu Barmanashi, Altikri Biltecha. Not that there's no one besides for Hashem, that goes without saying, but there's no one that could out that could outlast Hashem. The way Hashem operates is different than the way people operate. That when it comes to me, that which you create can outlive you. If I build the table and I build it really, really well, that table could still exist long after I am gone. Outlasts that which he creates. And then we also have ain't sur the phrase ain't sur kelokenu means ain't sire kelokenu that there is no artist like Hashem Adam a person makes an image and he draws a picture on a wall and he's not able to put into that picture a ruach neshama or intestines and uh, you know internal organs or anything like that even uh, even when you have animated pictures but uh, there are no intestines there's no uh, there's no uh, circulatory system that you have in your animated pictures. Puts a human being inside of another human being. This is a shira about the, the uh, miracle of pregnancy and childbirth. Hashem puts a human being inside another human being, and in that inside human being, there are there are all sorts of intestines and organs and everything that uh, that function inside the human being that's inside the other human being. So that's the ultimate artist. Avigail is the next neviyah that she was going on the uh, dark side of the mountain. So why does it say It should say from the har. No, she was coming. Uh, she was 
coming to ask a shayla relating to dam that comes from a makum seisa, that comes from a hidden spot. Not the dam v'eresolo. She took dam to ask David HaMelech a shayla. David HaMelech, as we know, was in, involved in Hilchus Nid, the shaylas. Yadai Meluch Lechas, the Gemara says in Masechus Brachos, that David HaMelech said that, uh, that in contrast to all the other kings who never get their hands dirty and never are busy with uh, with uh, with the day-to-day lives of people, Yadai Meluch Lechas, B'dam Shvir, B'dam Shvilya, B'dam Shilya, that I'm busy getting my hands dirty with all sorts of dam in order to be in order to allow women to be so David HaMelech was always involved in these kinds of shilas in fact even the poskim on the Shulchan Aruch and Nilchus Nida bring that as a raya there's a shaila whether a poskim is supposed to look at a maradam while it's still wet uh, or you should dafka wait till it dries to look at the maradam or maybe dafka look when it's wet and don't wait till it dries to look at the maradam so that's what uh, the one of the poskim on the bottom of the Shulchan Aruch says that uh, David HaMelech's Yadai Meluchlachos, he says his hands got dirty. If his hands got dirty, the, it must have still been moist. So apparently you are allowed to look at a shayla when it's still wet. But anyway, David HaMelech was involved in these kinds of things. So uh, Avigail came to ask such a shayla. She was married to Naval. Naval was one of the people the Gemara tells us, Kishmo Kenhu, that he lived up to his name. He was a terrible, terrible person. So she was married to Naval, and she had this shayla in Hilchus uh, Nida. So Allah, so David Melch Satter, Vichimar and Dam Belayla, what are you asking? You need the Shaila at night. You're not allowed to look at uh, Maros Dam at Layla. So uh, she had set him up for that response. Amrlo, she said to him, Vichidan and Dinin Nefashos Belayla, are you allowed to be Dan Dinin Nefashos Belayla that you decided that my husband Naval is a Marid Bemalchus and that you're going you're gonna to kill him and that he deserves to be killed? It's Layla, you're not allowed to be Dan Dinin Nefashos. So Amrlo, so David Melch said right back to her, Marid Bemalchus, who Vlot Sarek Lemidaine, a Marid Bemalchus doesn't need Din. You can uh, you can do whatever you want to a Mari B'malchus. You don't need to go through the normal uh, the normal rules of din. So Tosas points out that in our sugi it sounds like stam Mari B'malchus. You don't even need a din. But in Sanhedrin and Daflam and Vava Meral, Rabbi Baruchan approves in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that your masculine atzad bedinin nefashos from the din of Naval from Naval himself. We we, we we learn some of the rules of din from Naval. So how can you say that uh, the din of masculine atzad you're going to learn from Naval if Naval was some who didn't even deserve a din. So Tos says, no, it doesn't mean that you don't have any din. Of course you have to give him a din. It's just that uh, the, normally you have, uh, by other din in Fashos, we're done in B'yom L'zchus or B'yom Sha'achra of L'chova. They're not allowed to be done L'chova on that same day. If you want to be Mechaev, you have to at least sleep on it. You have to at least give it till the next day. But by Amari B'malchus, you don't have to give him that courtesy. That if you find him guilty, you can find him guilty right then and there. That's the difference between Amari B'malchus and others. The Tos Sanhedrin says a little differently. Tos says in Sanhedrin he doesn't need to be given any din, but you, you at least need Kabbalah's edus. That's why you have to be because if you don't know that he's a Mari Pemalchus, so how can you just uh, kill him? So there's no actual din, but at the very least you need Kabbalah's edus. The Rambam Paskins in uh, in in Hilchus Melachim Alaches, you don't even need Kabbalah's edus. That if the Melech feels that someone is Mari Pemalchus, that's it. He can uh, he can off him. He can kill him just like that. That you don't. Even require Kabbalah's Kabbalah's edus. So it's three days in Rishonim as to what exactly you need to do for a Mari B'malchus for the din of a Mari B'malchus. Anyway, Amr Lo. So Abigail says back to him, "Adayin Shol Kaim Lo Yatsu Tivach Ba'olam." You call him Mari B'malchus. You're not a Melech yet. Shol's still alive, so it doesn't. Uh, you know, you, you, no one knows you as a king yet. Amr Lo Baruch Taimech Bruchaat. Wow, good point. He says, "Asher Kilasani Hayom Azemi Babadamim." You've prevented me from being Babadamim. So. 
Adamim Tarti Mashma. He she saved him from two from two bloods, meaning the blood of Naval of killing an innocent man, and also her Dam Nida, because she was a Nida, he, uh, she prevented him from uh, from being Bowel her. El Malamit Shigilsa Shokavaulakla because she was Megala her shok, her thigh, and it uh, created this great light, and he followed that light, Gimel Parsos. He was chasing after her for three parsos. And he was trying to proposition her that she should be with him. She said, that this uh, this shouldn't be your downfall. But implying that there's going to be something else that's similar to this that's going to be your downfall. And that was the Maisa Basheva. And that was her Nevoah, that she was Misnave, that the Maisa Basheva was going to be the downfall of uh, of David Amelech. It's interesting, Tosus over here has a uh, has has a, uh, a a slight change. He says it's Nimtza Besvarim Meduyakim. He tells the Bermasl Shagil Sashoka. He says uh, toward the end of that Tosos that in the Svarim Meduyakim it's Nakud Behen. The problem is we don't have Nakudos over here. So he says it changes the Nakudos Lamed Alevav Reish Hey as opposed to Lamed Alevav Reish Hey that we have here. But well, what changed? He tells doesn't explain. So the Rabbi Yaakov Emden explains in the back of the Gemara that it's Laura or Laura, and somehow that makes a difference. That uh, real Shaila is. How could David Amelech? Uh, first of all, how could Avigail expose herself that way? And he's chasing her for three persons. Why doesn't she just cover herself up? How could it be that she remains exposed that way? So he says, no, no, it must be. And somehow I'm not sure why. Somehow it makes a difference if you say La Ora or La Ura that it must be that she didn't realize she thought she was in private. But the uh, the light of uh, that that emanated from uh, from her uh, from from her exposure went three persons away, and David Amelech saw it from three persons away. So of course she covered herself up right away. But he ran three parcels to find her. And that's what it means that he chased her three parcels. But anyway, bottom line is, he tried to proposition her, and uh, she said, oh, there's also a discussion that Achronim raised. How could he do this? She's an Eishazish. What's the matter with David Amel? He's going after an And Oh, but she's a Nida, so he's going to stay away from her. Nida's an Eishazish. She's an Eishazish. She's an Eishazish. What do you mean? Why, why is he okay with the fact that she's an Eishazish? So some suggest she wasn't really an Eishazish. She was uh, she was a Pilegesh. Maybe by a Pilegesh, you don't have such an Eishazish. Of an Eishazish. I don't know. Got to come up with something. Okay. Then she says such an interesting thing. That's where the phrase we always talk about about deceased people. She says it about a living person. She says that your your nefesh should be and when she took leave of David, she said, by the way, don't forget me. That's what people say. That a woman can multitask. At the same time that she's spinning thread, she's also talking. Some say that a goose stoops as it walks, but it, it, its eyes are always looking uh, looking forward to the next opportunity. Meaning, Avigail, while she was still married to Novel and just made a big deal about the fact that she's still married to Novel and tried to save Novel's life, she knows that Novel's not going to be long for this world and that ultimately she's going to want to marry David. So she's already laying the groundwork to, uh, to for David to marry her. See, even as she's... Uh, so she's multitasking. She's saving Neville's life, and she's also looking to the future and looking ahead and uh, putting, planting the idea in David's head that uh, that you should remember me in the future. Chulda, what do we know about Chulda being in Nevi'ah? But wait a second, how could she be in Nevi'ah at the same, at the same, in the same place where Yirmiyo was? Yirmiyo was a greater level of uh, Navi, so it would be a chutzpah for her to be misnavi for her to work as in Vias. 
Yermiyahu She was a relative of Yermiyahu. So he didn't mind. Great, that explains why she was allowed to be in the Nevia business. But how? why would Yoshio go to her and not to Yermiyahu? So a couple of possibilities. Because she's a, more of a, a woman is more likely to have Rachmanus, so she'll give a more gentle Nevua. Rabbi that Yirmiyot wasn't there because he came back he had gone to bring back the ten, the ten tribes how do I know he brought back the ten tribes so the Yirmiyot told them that one day the Yovel is going to be battle when they're in Golos but if the ten tribes aren't there Yovel is already battle in order to practice Yovel you need to have Kol Yoshua you need to have most of the Jews in Eretz Shol so if the ten tribes are exiled you don't have Kol Yoshua so it must be that Yirmiyot did bring them back and you have Kol Yoshua this is very much right? we assume Shemitah is only midrabanan. Why is Shemitah only midrabanan? Because you need Rov Yashvah in order for Shemitah to be Darai. So we make big nafkaminas in terms of the Chumras Eisr and how we treat uh, the Shemitah year. So uh, the Achronim point out that even when we have Kal Yashvah we may be at that point already where we have Rov of Kal Yashvah If we're not there, we're very, very close. Uh, the intermarriage rate in uh, Chutzlar does not, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately helps this. Uh, Aliyah Baruch Hashem helps us also. But uh, but we have uh, having Rov Yashvah something that's not not in the great, very distant future, Baruch Hashem. But uh, it could be that you need the tribes to each rec- to each recognize their tribal holding and to live in that particular tribal holding that they have in order for uh, for Yovel to come back in order for Shemitah to be Dal Raisa. Anyway, Vyoshio Ben Amon Melachale and Duchsiv Vayomer Matzion Elaz Hashar Niro Vyomer Lavanchi Irakever Hashar Lukim Hashar Bami Yehuda Vyikras Advar Meil Hashar Sisal Mizbech BeBeisel. What is Yoshio doing by the Mizbech in Beisel? It must be that Yoshio was the king over them. That he was appointed for for you for the harvest when the nation returns. So Esther, where do we find that Esther was in the via? Esther wore Malchus. Big day Malchus, me by It should say that she wore the clothing of Malchus. No, it means that she was adorned with Ruach HaKodesh. So you see that it's a Ruach that's Lavsha. That Lavsha Malchus means that she had this Ruach HaKodesh. It's not a good idea for women to have a sense of you are a sense of arrogance and a sense of pride. That uh, two women had this sense of pride and their names are... Uh, have a negative connotation. Chadashma Ziburta, one of them is called a bee, Devorah is a bee. Vachadashma Karkushta, one of them is called a weasel, because Chulda means a weasel. Ziburta Ksiv Bavatishach Vatikrela Barak, that she called Barak, summoned him. Vilu Ihi Lo Azagabe, she didn't go to him. And Karkushta Ksiv Ba Imrulu Ish Velo Arma Imrulu Melech. She says Imrulu Ish as opposed to the Melech, so she speaks in a way that's uh, less than uh, that less than respectful to the uh, to the Melech, and that's that's a sense of Yuhara. So that's that's a 
chulda. The fact that chulda means a weasel comes up also in Meseches Pesachim. That's one of the jokes the Gemara makes. The Gemara says that the chulda is going to know on Erev Pesach to hide away some of the chametz so, uh, because it knows that Pesach is coming and therefore you have to be choshesh that the chulda is not eating the chametz. So the Gemara has an expression, what, the chulda neviyah he? Is the weasel the neviyah? So uh, it's, a, it's a joke, the Gemara is saying, because chulda is in fact the name of one of the uh, one of the neviyahs. But anyway, so we'll, we'll stop there. We'll pick up with Amr of Nachman, on the second to last skinny line tomorrow everyone have a wonderful day